Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of That's What People Do. Um, you're joined with me again, Ryan McGowan, and sitting opposite me, as always, is James K. Guten Tag. Hello, mate. My name is James. Yeah. Uh, well, we were talking about German. What was it? What episode was it? Last couple of episodes ago, we said about German. Didn't want to speak German. You spoke German. Um, was it? Me- oh, Mengele. Mengele. Yeah. It was a Mengele episode, yeah. and it was like you studied it, but don't speak it. No. Someone <laughs> could talk to me in German. I would just yeah, care. Care. Okay. Which okay. is um, Spanish, right? Yeah. Well, All universal. I get is 40 towers when I hear yeah. care. It's just universal for I don't understand. Right. So, uh, like I said, we are on episode 18 now. We are really... Big boy numbers. Big boy numbers soon. We'll hit 20 soon, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, big 2-0. Um, yeah, I'm really pleased with how we're getting on. I hope you are enjoying the podcast as well. Um, we really enjoy researching for it, writing them and just recording them and it's so good to see so many people listening to the episodes it's really good to hear um we've got listeners literally all around the world now we've got listeners in australia hong kong japan um how they understand us is yeah brazil canada uh, america so quite literally all around the world i think specifically in tennessee and usa as well which is yeah world like texas that's you hi yeah hello tennessee message for you tennessee um, so this week is my turn, of course, and we're going to be talking about Princess Diana. The people's princess. The people's princess. And her whole thing is mired in some sort of controversy, particularly her death. So we will kind of briefly get into that later on. But yes, we will. we shall start at the beginning, okay? So, Diana Frances Spencer was born... July 1st, 1961, at Park House in Sandringham, Norfolk. She was the fourth of five children and was fortunate enough to be born into an aristocratic family, the Spencers, all right? Uh, Now, their family can trace their ancestry back to the 15th century, so that's like 1400s. That's a long time ago. It's a long, long time ago, right? They can trace their ancestry back to then. I actually traced my ancestry not too long ago as well. Last Christmas, I was bought a 23andMe kit. Mm. Please sponsor us, 23andMe. <laughs> um, and uh, it turns out I have, I'm completely, almost, I'm 100% Northern European. Yeah. Um, 
particularly Scottish, Irish, and Scandinavian. Nice. So I have somewhere some Viking blood in me, which I'm very, very happy about. That's really cool. So her father was a man named John Spencer. He was the Viscount Althorpe. And her mother was Frances Spencer, who was the Viscountess of Althorpe. Mm. Uh, Viscount is uh, a lord, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, if there's any internationalists that don't know what that means, neither do I. Yeah, to be fair, um, lords earls barons all that sort of stuff um even for brits that's really confusing yeah it's all, especially like earls it's kind of meaningless titles now yeah so our so our political system is split into two parts you've got the houses of uh parliament which is uh elected members of parliament they're elected by the people of britain and then you've got the house of lords which is next door and they are unelected people they're yeah. just given a title they're as lord and then they sit in there and Members of Parliament will go. We've made a new law, and then the Lords go. Yeah, okay, let's have a look at that first, and then the Lords can decide yes or no whether they want it or not. Yeah. which is a bit feudal. But there's there's sort of like little I'm in scenarios whether that's going to get pushed out or not. But anyway, it's really confusing. It's just full of aristocratic people who are I don't know don't seem to care about poor people. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah you to be that. fair, there are a couple of Lords who I have seen on the telly who do seem to be quite good and like do a lot of charitable work and whatever, but I don't know. We'll see. It's not great, and Brits, even for us, it's confusing, so don't be worried if you are confused yourself, okay? So, this family is, and I mean this, minted, okay? There's no other way to put it, right? They are worth millions with their years of just accumulating wealth from lands that they own and being just, in general, good with money. Um, They're, like, on par with, like, the Queen, in terms of how rich they are. Like, to be fair... A lot the Queen's not that rich. Exactly. It's a myth, right? The Queen is not that rich. Um, she she's just, just given pocket money by the government, really. And, but, and then she's got a massive house and a lot of land. She's got a lot of land. Well, literally, she owns all the land that we live on. Yeah. All of it. And she's got, like, three three houses? She's got Buckingham Palace, Windsor... She, Buckingham and Palace, Windsor, the one in Sandringham, Balmoral in Scotland. Is Sandringham hers? Uh, yeah, I believe so, yeah. Who lives there now? I don't know, idea. Because where does Will and Kay live? They live Kensington, I think. No, yeah. or St James's Palace. No. Or is that is that Harry? I don't know. They all See? live somewhere. See, why do you have so many homes? They've all got a palace somewhere. Exactly. It's too many homes. You don't need them. So anyway, a young Diana. Okay, she grew up in a nice, stately home, not really wanting for anything. But this happiness was not to last. All right. She said it was a very unhappy childhood, feeling detached from everyone. Uh, she hated children's parties and completely disliked being at social events. She seemed to be a bit of an outcast. She felt that she couldn't connect with anyone as a young person, so Preach she'd rather it, not be with them. Yeah, which is odd because she can. She became the people's princess. The people's and princess. was very good at connecting with people. And is very good at talking to people, and yet she hated it for some odd reason when she was a child. Odd. Yeah. Anyway, this happiness just isn't going to last okay um when she was seven her parents had separated and then later divorced which completely devastated all the children diana even said that she saw her father slap her mother across the face once while she was hiding behind a door and that her mother would cry all the time particularly on saturdays i don't know what was is that a note that was specifically taken specifically on Saturdays. yes she said herself every saturday mum cried and i don't know why she never explained that right okay yeah but either way she cried a lot so there was a lot of bad mouthing between the two parents and a lot of shit slinging between them 
Um, but eventually the dad won the custody of the children, which doesn't seem to have been Diana's preference. She seemed to really be attached to her mum. Yeah, especially if the dad's the one doing the abusing. It seems so, yeah. But then he's the Viscount. Yeah. Uh, he's talks, the man. He's talks. got the power and whatever. Yeah. So he gets what he wants. Her dad would go on to marry again, uh, but the children would never really take to their new stepmother. Diana called her a bully. And she said that her childhood was very unstable, which mm. is odd considering, you know, we think of like the upper classes as being somewhat better or whatever. It's They've all a massive all. soap opera, though, isn't it? Have you ever seen The Crown? Yeah, I love The it's, Crown. It's all just a massive soap opera. I've recently started watching The Crown and yeah. I've managed to get through season one and most of two. Their life is just. Something, something's always going on, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know, was it Philip potentially having a. Oh, he did. Affair. I'm going to call him out. Of course he fucking did. It is weird, isn't it? I don't know. Philip's like... a fucking racist. He's a... Yeah, anyway. Anyway, he, he's played very well by Matt Smith. And yeah. the character Matt Smith plays, I like. Yeah, for sure. And Philip won't know how to work a podcast, so there's no danger of him ever listening to this. Absolutely not. Um, so, not known to be gifted in the academic sense, she was homeschooled as an infant, moving on to a private school, and then to an all-girls school where she failed her O-levels twice. Oh dear. Yes, yeah, so she's not very good at that. But she did seem to be very good practically. She right, was a okay. good practical learner. She excelled in music. She was a pianist and she really enjoyed uh, making and playing music. Uh, she also enjoyed dancing, swimming and diving. And was apparently quite good at them all. Particularly ballet. Right. Yeah. Um, so having, quotes finished her education at 16, she moved back home with her father, which was now Althorpe Hall, in Northamptonshire, but since her father had actually become Earl Spencer, making Diana a lady officially. This is also where she would meet her future husband, 28-year-old Charles, the Prince of Wales and heir to the throne of the United Kingdom, who was at the time dating her older sister. Nice. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And when I was looking it up, I read it and it was like, because she, she's 16. He's yeah. 28. He's 12 years oh, her senior. Mm, that's not and he's okay. dating her older sister. And I went, what? Yeah, that's not all right, is it? I have to read that again. Especially with all the fucking Epstein drama around the roles at the minute. Oh, Christ, yeah. Fucking hell, yeah. Andrew's come out and said um, yeah. he, he, was it, he let didn't the team down. It. He said, I've let the team down for being like, associated with him. Yeah, someone's like, it's like he's having a fucking post-match conference after a game <laughs> after like, scoring an own goal. <laughs> so it's a bit different, mate. You potentially had sex with a minor. But anyway. But I love my football. And uh, we're going to get back to it next week. <laughs> yeah. Well, much good character from the boys. Uh, yeah, so he was dating her sister. When I looked this up, I actually had to Google on its own. Did Charles date Diana's older sister? And it was like, yes. I was like, oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah, it's mental, isn't it? Right. The balls to do that though, to just be like, oh, I'm done with you. I'm her yeah, sister. exactly. He was dating her older sister and had been for a couple of years. Oh, so serious. Yeah, relatively, right? It ended because the sister apparently couldn't keep her lid on it and uh, would gossip about the relationship, which was just not ideal for the royal family. No, they don't do that. They don't want things uh, getting out. They're very, very private. Yeah. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll get on more to that later, okay? But, yeah, for now, she's come back home, and that's yeah. where she met Charles for the first time, okay? As a 16-year-old girl while he was 28. Yes. Let's hammer that point home. Dating his sister. Right. Oh, it's so weird. It's like, very he's strange. had sex with her sister. That's very strange. <laughs> oh, it's so weird. <laughs> anyway, right. Now, as I said, Diana first met Charles. Oh, sorry. No, I'm skipping. I'm skipping. I'm skipping. We're not going there yet. Right. Beforehand, Diana. She's now moved to Kensington. Okay. Right. Now, okay. of course, she's the daughter is, yeah. of an earl. Yep. Yeah. 
she's going to get a nice little flat, right? Yeah, of course. He moved her into a nice £100,000 flat in Kensington, London. Nice okay. area, very nice area. Good very, trans- very good nice transport area. Links. It's still very nice on the district yeah, line. Yeah, I love it. Easy. I'm pretty sure that's where the British Museum is, isn't it? There or thereabouts. British Museum is in Holborn. Uh, the Science Museum and the Natural History Museum are in South Kensington. That's the one, Natural History. Yep. Yeah, I know my museums. Yeah. Um, anyway, he bought her a flat, okay? And she took many little odd jobs to earn her way because for some reason... She can't just live on dad's money. She was like, I'm going to get my own job. But what is her odd job? I can't imagine her getting a fucking Sunday job at the corner shop. I'll get on to that in a minute. But I actually knew someone who had a flat in Victoria, London. Right. right? I mean, just a Not flat Victorian in central London, London. Victoria, London. Yeah. Right. And this, this flat nowadays is worth millions. Yeah, for sure. But she had a flat, but she also had a job. and it, But then would like spunk money on like taxis and this and that and the other. And it was like... You don't need this job, do you? No. Like, and no, she didn't. She didn't. She did it for the sake of just doing it. Fair. I mean, yeah. some people need their mind to keep ticking over, don't they? I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. And it helps. I don't know. You meet people. You make friends. Like, yeah. It's one way of doing it. Anyway, right. She did take little odd jobs. Okay. She worked as a dance instructor for young kids. Nice. Okay. So, okay, that doesn't seem like what no. a lady would do. Is Pretty it regular. Really? Uh, she was a dinner party hostess, which is odd because she doesn't like dinner parties and hates social events. That's true. Okay. Yep. And an assistant at a preschool. I can see her doing that. Yeah, yeah, she did cleaning jobs. That's bizarre. Yep. And she was a nanny um, for a wealthy American family whilst they live in London. Fair. Yeah, understandable. And lastly, she was a nursery teacher's assistant before her life would change forever with her engagement to Prince Charles entering into the royal family. Nice. So she, she did a lot of work with kids. She has done quite a lot of work with children. And actually, uh, an employer of hers said... Um, that she's just so naturally gifted with kids. Yeah. Like, she could spot a child that was quiet and she'd go over and within five minutes she could have that kid running around being all happy and nice. like, all that sort of stuff. And it seemed to carry over into adults as well. Yeah, I think everyone empathised with her a bit. Loads of people have said she would spot that one person in the room who just doesn't seem to be getting on with everyone and yeah. she could, like, bring them to life in five minutes of chatting to them. She'd yeah. get them involved and be like, oh, look at this person, meet this person, blah, 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 blah. That's a good person. Yeah, it seems like, considering she doesn't, as a kid, didn't seem to like any social events, she became so good at it. Mm. Anyway. Mm. So, as I said... Diana first met Charles when he came to Althorpe Hall as a guest to shoot and do other things that posh people do, like play polo and laugh very weirdly. <laughs> <laughs> so as I said before, she was 16, he was 28, and as mentioned before, dating her older sister. Still weird, Charles. Still fucking weird. But Diana was impressed with the prince, thinking he was, quotes, pretty amazing. And Charles' recollection of the time was, quotes, I remember thinking, what a very jolly and amusing and attractive 16-year-old she was. I mean, great fun. That's how I determine all the girls I ever want to be with. Jolly and amusing and great fun. And the upper classes are so weird. (laughs) You're so jolly. So jolly and amusing and and amazing and pretty and attractive. (laughs) Just a bit of good fun. And he's 28, like, and that was his impression of a 16-year-old. That's really... The the, the thing is, if if any of us came out and said that about a 16-year-old at the age we are, we'd be fucking straight in the cell. But he's got away. He's he's okay to say that. When you were at secondary school, was there ever like a thirteen-year-old who dated a twenty-four-year-old? Yeah, yeah, I think every There's school's always. Got. And it's always a girl that's the always a girl. Yeah, she's yeah. dating someone who's twenty-four. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. And you think that's illegal? But the thing, but at that time of the school, you don't report it because you're like, oh, that's kind of. cool. You think it's cool? Like there was there was a girl in my year, and she was dating uh, her boyfriend was like twenty-three or something like it's that. It's just not acceptable. And she was thirteen. It's and at the time, we were like. 
oh she's like untouchable kind of thing like oh yeah. she's like she's like she's a woman all this kind yeah. of we like for some reason but like when i look back now i'm like that was highly illegal that was pretty fucked up like that's pedophilia yeah really bad really so bad. fucked up so this is odd as well he was saying how like she i don't know actually she said how like her sister would be quite i think boring for him or something like that right and like um he was saying about with with diana like she's so like sprightly and yeah. funny and da 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 like she's 16 and like the sister's more appropriate in age yeah because she's mature but it seems like even then she kind of had a crush on her sister's boyfriend and then later was like oh fuck it why not i'll trace it yeah. but then i'll say the upper classes are weird they do things very very differently yeah on one of these documentaries i watched it was like normal people marry for love the royals and the upper classes don't do that no not at all they still don't which, which do I that even a big today fucking theme in this story oh god yeah so much incest in like oh know, it's all incest they're all fucking it's all cousins, all cousins and stuff like that still happens and our now. royal family's german oh yeah that's right yeah uh what was their name it's like something oh, i'm gonna it was a very German name, and during World War One they changed Coburg it to Windsor. Coburg Saxon. Coburg Saxon, yeah. That's the one. And during World War One they changed it to Windsor, so yes. it didn't look so fucking it wasn't German. Fuck's and it's been Windsor ever since. Yeah. Because they were like, oh, we need something that's uh, very British. And, like, what's something that's quintessentially British? And they were like, Windsor's been here for over a thousand years, so can't get of anything more British. And there's no poor people in Windsor. Uh, no, no, but there are a lot of homeless people. There are, and they fucking, the Royal Wedding, they fucking like shepherded them away. Yes. They literally herded the homeless people away. Yeah. They're like, move on, move yeah. on. It's like, why? It's like, dickheads. Anyway. So, Charles ended it with Diana's sister and uh, a few years began to court Diana herself. taking her. Yeah, a couple of years So, after he let this. her grow up. So, I think she was like 18 right, by okay. this point. Not illegal. So, Weird. I mean, 16 was not illegal in this country. What are the laws? What are the laws? 16 is the age of consent in our country. But if, oh, so is it not 18? Mm-mm. Is it, is it, correct us if we're wrong, American listeners. Is America 18? I don't know. It just seems weird to me that someone who's like 20-odd could go and have sex with a 16-year-old. That yeah. just seems bizarre to me. No, so the age of consent in our country is 16, but there's a rule in like... Um, so if you're, like I don't know, uh, at least a year older or something, like up to a certain amount of months older than your mm. boyfriend or girlfriend or the time. So if you're both... Fi- if you're both um, 15 and then one of you turns 16 oh, yeah, yeah. a lot uh, longer before the other person that's yeah. there's there's like months leeway it's the Romeo and they, Juliet law is that right yeah so if you if you're both 15 and then one of you turns 16 and you have sex with the 15 year old it's not statutory rape it's weird you, you were together before it's weird that they call it Romeo and Juliet because it's almost like they haven't read it because like we talked about Shakespeare last week they all um, died. Romeo was 18 and she was four, 12 young she was 12 yeah so that was a good six years so yeah, young <laughs> Um, it's strange, isn't it? But the world has moved on, and oh, in in the Vatican, in the Vatican, in the state state of the Vatican City, uh, age of consent is twelve. Catholic priests, I think I think it's twelve. And I, I know you can get married at twelve. If we have any listeners from the Vatican, <laughs> how you doing, Pope? <laughs> Let's know. <laughs> you need to sort them kiddie fiddlers out, mate. Get us a little invite. Uh, I really want to go in there, secret vaults, and find yeah, out. Yeah, there must be so much fucking cool shit in there. Yeah, like all the child rape. Anyway. <laughs> So Charles, like about the age of eighteen, starts de- courting and you know dating Diana. Diana. Okay, yep. he wants to take her to meet his family in Balmoral. Uh, this is where she met the Queen and the Duke of Edinburgh. Who that is, must be a terrifying. Uh, his parents, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, the Duke of Edinburgh is Prince Philip. If you don't know, uh, just watch the Crown. Yeah. Um, apparently, they hate it off completely like from the get-go they were like wow diana's fantastic they loved her like even the queen was like yeah i'm a big fan 
Mm. I like how positive and nice and friendly she is. She's young. She's like got loads of energy. Doubt, but we'll continue. Well, I think it started well. Yeah. And then maybe it went downhill. Potentially. So the Queen initially as well thought that she would be a very, very good match for Charles. Um, And so he asked her to marry him on the 6th of February in 1981. And they were married in July of the same year at St. Paul's Cathedral. Nice. She was the first English woman to marry the heir to the throne in over 300 years. Quick fact there for you. That seems odd, but fair. So everyone has been, yeah, French French or German, foreign of some sort. Uh, And she's also the first royal to um, have a paying job before she married into the royal family. Which says a lot about those that married in. Work for a living, you fuckers. Yeah. Uh, A lot of royalists. Mm, Do you want to make your stance clear or not? Um, I think the royal family are pointless. Yeah, I'm, I'm... and I'm not a royalist. Like, what, then people are like, oh, but they bring in loads of tourism. So does fucking Thorpe Park. That's not the rule of the fucking country, is it? I mean, the Queen doesn't even live at Buckingham Palace, and yet people hoard outside of it. Or you literally, if you're. So whether if, she's there or not. You just go and stand outside this building. It's probably going to be raining. It's cold. You go, that's a nice building. Yep. And then that's your day. That's your fucking day. There's so much better things to do. Go to Tower of London. See the Crown Jewels. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. And the Tower of London has a lot of history. Do that. Yeah. Don't look at her fucking house. Go see John Lennon's house. He probably did more. Mm. All, the, know, know, all the Queen does is just wave anyway. Well, she's not allowed to have any sort of political opinion. She's I, I, I would love sort of to stuff. go up to her and be like, what do you think about Brexit? What do you think about Brexit? Yeah, it would be interesting. To know what she thinks. Who knows? Anyway, I'm sure she's a lovely woman. She seems like a really lovely woman. Apparently she's very funny. Really? Apparently she's got a great sense of humor. I reckon she's like dark humour. Maybe. I reckon you'll be sitting there, you'll be all nervous, and then all of a sudden you'll just crack out some like, like, dark joke. off your head. You'd be like, lol jokes, I can't do that now. Sorry. <laughs> uh, anyway. To be fair, she has to put with Boris Johnson every week, so. This is also true. Yeah, Power she to her. To meet him every week. So, uh, Diana actually said about her wedding day, looking back, it was the worst day of her life. That's every girl's dream. Yep. That's exactly what you want. You want your wedding day to be to the be worst, the day, worst of day of your life. <laughs> now, I will point out that when she was officially dating the prince, she was mobbed by the press. Mm. Every day, she had up to 30 reporters outside her home waiting for her. And as soon as she left, they would pounce, asking questions left, right and centre. She could hardly walk down the street and found it very difficult to even drive her car out from around them. Yeah, Uh, There would even be, you know, on the odd occasion, photographers jumping on her car to get pictures of her. It's really bad. Yeah, and this won't be the last time we will talk about the press the, the, in the her press, story. The press were awful with Diana. And the, in, I think in around the 80s, they were fucking oh, vultures around many people. Nowadays, they still are awful human beings, mm. but they've calmed down. One thing I did notice when I was looking up the journalists um, in terms of this story is that as bad as they look on the footage and whatever, apparently they still had some sort of decorum and they would say that the uh, European journalists were worse than us. Because we at least wouldn't take pictures of our missus in, like, her underwear or something like that. Whereas, like, yeah. the Germans, as I said, would, like, they don't care. They just want a picture. They're just going to sell it. I'm sure there was a picture that came out of Kate Middleton, like, topless or somewhere on holiday. There is. Yeah, there is. Uh, they were on a f- holiday in France. Yeah. So probably French and someone was, like, someone was, like, a couple hundred metres away. So I managed yeah. to get, like, a big zoom. Creep. <laughs> Creep. Um... So yeah, this is not going to be the last time we talk about the press no, and her no. story, but big, big right thing. now it is not. So Diana and Charles are married, okay? And she did her royal duty. She bore him a son and heir. Good. And, did um, all the things that Henry VIII's wives couldn't do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's funny. She bore him a son and heir, 
to Charles, who was himself an heir, still to the Queen, who is just not going to go anywhere. And even at this point, she's not gone anywhere. She's fucking immortal. We're she's at this still point going now. strong. This is the thing. So we're at this point now where monarchies, like, way before, the medicine's just been so crap that they do, they, they just die. Or they die in battle. That's they're, why they're you have to, sure. Exactly. They died in battle or they just die because, like, the medicine's so terrible and they lived like shit. Yeah. Um, but I think my house is cleaner than, like, some royal from oh, the 1700s. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you've got, like, paracetamol and antibiotics. It's literally, exactly, right? So... Medicine is so good now that royals will live a full life. And they don't use the NHS. They've got Booper. Oh, yeah. They've definitely sure. got their own private sort of stuff. Yeah. No, they, they own, was it, Harley Street? Yeah, they I mean, the Queen Mother died when she was, like, 102? 100 yeah, she was over 100. Yeah. Which, which is funny, because she has to then get a letter by her daughter. Yeah. Well yeah. <laughs> Everyone um, over 100 gets a letter from the Queen saying, well done. I think Philip's, like, 99. He's pushing 100. Yeah, he's in his 90s. He's, he, he's like, 10 years old. He'll flip Queen, a car and be okay. He'll walk away He literally it. did. He literally yeah. rolled a car months ago and, and he's fine. away. And all he went was, yeah, fine, I'll stop driving now. Uh, he's been cloned. They're cloning them. They've died several times. Maybe David Icke is right. Yeah. Oh, that's really roundabout. Now, me and James were talking about David Icke before the episode. Yeah. And he thinks that the royals are lizard people. Yeah. Which would make sense. Yeah. We do lizards. have an amygdala. We do have a lizard brain. Yeah. Do we? Wait, what? The I amygdala. Yeah, the amygdala apparently is the oldest part of the human brain and it's called the lizard brain because it's where you get your fight or flight response which is like the oldest response yeah. in a species or something like that. I've really butchered that but yes, um, the amygdala is like the oldest part of the brain and it's called the... Is it, it's either the lizard brain or the reptile brain and um, yeah, it's... And that's fight or flight. It's just a very basic fight or flight that's where we get that from. So that's to blame for all the fucking anxiety issues. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, as we were saying... Um, she did her royal duty she bore him a son and heir Okay, Prince William was born on the 21st of June Good in 1982 William. he was a healthy child despite Diana throwing herself down a set of stairs while she was pregnant and I, I don't mean fall I mean throw she threw herself down a set of stairs in um, Kensington Palace on purpose on purpose As, to, to have a miscarriage uh, no. She said that she felt inadequate over her husband's treatment of her, which I will get into a bit more yeah, soon. Yeah, probably makes sense. All right. I mean, there's better ways to deal with it than throwing stuff downstairs, but it makes sense. I will also, for balance, point out this story does heavily lean on Diana's side of the story. Yeah. There is no real mention of Charles's side of the story, yeah, although he fair. does deny a lot of what's going to be said. Yeah, probably. So, yeah, fair. Yeah. Um,. Maybe, you know, there were signs of the marriage not working so early on. <laughs> um, we might be right in saying that, okay? So, enter Camilla Parker Bowles, right? She actually was an ex of Charles's, mm. who they just couldn't quite keep out of the way. Right. Yeah, he seemed to always carry a flame for her. They were very pally-pally, and this did not sit well with Diana. Now, she hoped that when they married... All this stuff with Camilla would just blow over and he would be the doting husband, but it seems he wasn't interested in playing that part. He would often talk to Camilla, uh, he, would, he would often talk about Camilla to Diana. Uh, in one instance, Diana's having to deal with like 30 press outside her house yeah. every single day. He then said to Diana, he was like, oh, poor Camilla, poor Camilla. She's like, what's the matter? He was like, oh, poor Camilla. She's, she's very upset because there's lots of press outside her house. 
She went, how many has she got? And she went, oh, at least four. And she was like, oh, poor her. Motherfucker, I got she 30. Never mentioned it. She never mentioned it to him, how many she had. She never brought it up. Jeez. She always kept quiet. Right. Okay. Really bizarre that she'd do that. So not only that, right, he would talk about Camilla to Diane all the time. He bought her gifts, like mm. jewellery. Right. And on their honeymoon, he wore cufflinks that were given to him by Camilla, which were two C's intertwined. And so he came on to, I think it was a ship that yeah. they were going on. The, the it was called, It's called Britannia, I think it is. And that's yeah. the, the royal ship that's yeah. theirs. They, it's their yacht or whatever. Nice. And he came on and she was like, oh, those are nice cufflinks. Where'd you get those from? And he's like, oh, they're a present from Camilla. She's like, you can take those off. That's so fucked, especially because they're two C's like intertwined. Exactly. And she even she says in her interview, she's like, that's very clever. Very smart. Take them That's off. horrible, man. No, you don't do that. Charles, sort your fucking self out. Sir. So not only that, not only that, when they got onto the ship, they were then trying to rearrange their diary so they could have some time together. And when Charles got his diary out, two pictures fell out of his diary. Two pictures mm. of Camilla Parker Bowles. Oh no, Charles, what are you doing? Yep, and apparently they had a massive falling out over that. Yeah, too fucking right. Yeah. Um, she says that her relationship with Charles was very hot and cold. One minute he was obsessed with her, and the next he just didn't want to know. He, he would literally he'd be obsessed with Diana, and then he'd run off to Camilla for like a couple of weeks or whatever. And he has be obsessed with her. X issues, X issues that we know. Serious X issues, just can't get out. over her. Like, but the thing is, they, they dated for a little time beforehand, but for some odd reason, they never got married. Maybe the family didn't approve of her, which I think is true, actually. Or, or like she couldn't bear him a, a son in the right bloodline. Uh, I, I think it turns out that she'd already had a son of her own. I think that was the problem. Right. In that Charles can't, Charles as the heir to the throne can't marry someone who's not a virgin who has also had a previous marriage and has kids. He's not allowed to marry that. Yeah. Which is why um, uh, King Edward abdicated just before the Second World War. Yeah. Because he we, couldn't marry a divorcee. His wife was American as well, wasn't she? Yeah, so, um, Simpson. Wall- yeah. Wallace Simpson, her name was. And then gave She was a the... divorcee and he couldn't marry her because that's not allowed for the royals. So then Bertie took over, stuttering King, King's speech. That's right, yeah. Good film. Yeah, very good film. Good movie. Now, her second son, Prince Harry, came along on the 15th of September in 1984, three years later. We all love Harry. Everyone likes Harry, yeah. Diana fully fucked with protocol with this. She insisted on raising her children herself. She wouldn't have nannies. She didn't like having nannies. She'd have them if she needed them, but, you know, most of the part, I'll raise them myself. Yeah. Um... She would have them dressed by herself. She would pick their outfits. She picked their schools. And she even planned their schedules. She was truly devoted to her sons. And nobody could get away. You know, in, nobody could get in the way of her mother in them at Good. all. She's a proper nice lady. She has also said as well, while she was pregnant with um, Harry, that their marriage was at its best. Oh, really? And that Charles apparently was very doting, very devoted at that time. And like okay. she was like, you wouldn't even think there was anything wrong. Right, okay. And then as soon as he was born, gone. That's strange. Really bizarre. Really bizarre behaviour. So her marriage would really begin to suffer after Prince Harry's birth. Diana was thrown into a busy world where she was now to play a symbol of perfection as a member of the royal family, always smiling, never complaining or showing signs of weariness. But underneath the smiles, she was properly suffering in silence. She had developed bulimia, and had actually had it for quite a long time. Uh, nice. Like, even at the beginning of their marriage, she'd had it from then. Yeah, that's pretty um, that's nice. The Queen even blamed the breakdown of their marriage on her bulimia. Oh, point. fuck off, Elizabeth. 
she was saying like, "Oh, Charles has to deal with her bulimia. That really can't be. That really can't be easy." Oh, poor for fucking him. Charles. Sorry that your wife's condition is a fucking issue for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor, poor Charles. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, so, yeah, she's developed bulimia. She is vomiting literally multiple times a day. She would literally eat anything and then go throw it up two minutes later. She was extremely tired. Her mental health was deteriorating. She would cry a lot. She always felt overwhelmed and even attempted to take her life on at least four occasions. Jesus Christ. Yeah, this is serious stuff. She got drugged up on Valium to keep her going. And Charles was really not very helpful at all. He always scolded her for not being able to cope. And on one tour of Australia, she actually fainted. Now, she fainted almost on Charles. She sort of like slid down his side, kind of trying to grab hold of him. And yeah. she actually said to him before she collapsed, I think I'm going to disappear. Mm. And then she fainted. And she said, I've never fainted before in my life. Um, and even then, he told her off. Oh, um, piss off. Yeah, yeah, Charles supposedly said that she could have passed out quietly somewhere else. Oh, dickhead. He's yeah. a fucking dickhead, man. Everyone thinks Charles is likeable, but he's not. He's a fucking snake. Yeah, he seems to have changed as he's got older. His perception and image just seems to have changed. It's because Diana died and he's with fucking Camilla. He's happy. Well, exactly, yeah. He seems to be the happier man for it now. And it does seem maybe they, they married for the sake of having to marry, you know, and he wasn't in a very... He wasn't in a marriage for love. He made it seem like he loved her because yeah. that was maybe the best way to get her on side and she fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. But maybe he was like, I'm never really that interested. I have to do this. Mm. Even Diana said in her um, interviews, which is where I got most of my information from, she did a series of interviews before her death, uh, which were secret private interviews. And she even said, she was like, he got his sacrificial lamb he's got his virgin like, yeah. he doesn't need me anymore she knew what she was she knew exactly what she was in the end like as she started to get older and more wiser she realised what she was she yeah. was just a sacrificial lamb he needed to marry someone who was of good stock still a virgin young enough that there's no ex-boyfriends and stuff yeah. like that which is also funny because Prince William is married to um, Kate Middleton Kate Middleton but she's a commoner I think things have changed they keep calling her a commoner but what was she before she's, a, she's not she's, she's not pleb. like from a wealthy family she's from a very wealthy family but no titles but the bit, the, the, bit, the thing I find hilarious is that she's definitely had boyfriends before oh 100% imagine I was thinking of this well because they went to the same uni imagine being that lad that like had a crush on Kate and you're like, oh, I'm going to ask her out today. And someone's like, I wouldn't. It's like, why is that? It's like, oh, she's going out with the the future king. He's like, oh, for fuck's <laughs> sakes. I wouldn't, mate. <laughs> you know who she's been seen hanging around with? And, like, and then if you if you really love this woman, and her wedding is fucking on your TV and all over the news, and you're just sitting at home, just like, fuck. But this is the thing I find hilarious, is like, if you are her ex-boyfriend, 
Imagine being that brave fucker that sits in a pub and he's like, I'll bang the queen. I'll tap that. <laughs> I'll tap that. <laughs> she is a sort, though, isn't she? I'm a big fan of Kane. I'll put myself in like real, like situations where I knew they were going to be, and I'll just stand there just smiling at her. <laughs> what? Just just to fuck with her mind a little bit. Oh, right. I, I thought you actually were doing it. Like on, a, on a wedding day, just like there at the gate, just like, hi. Just waving to her. Well, funny enough, uh, Camilla was at the, the wedding of Diana and Charles, and Diana says she saw her while she was walking up the aisle with her son. It was just like, hi. I would have fucking noted that bitch. It's awkward, man. Really Diane awkward. actually met up with Camilla a few times. It was just like, you're right, what's going on? And you don't like, invite nothing. ex is to your wedding. Yeah, it is weird. Isn't Even it? if you're like, oh, they're my closest friend. No, they're not. Harry had exes to his wedding with uh, Meghan. I think Harry has so many exes. He also dressed up as a Nazi. Harry can do what he and wants. And did strip poker in like, Vegas. Yeah. It's hilarious, <laughs> man. So the marriage, right, back to Diana. The marriage was falling apart, okay? Diana threw herself into her work instead, okay? She made all the public engagements. She seemed to really enjoy doing this, it seems, at the same time. She visited hospitals and charities. She visited um, a hospital for AIDS sufferers and chose not to wear gloves when meeting the staff or patients. And this completely shocked the people at the time, but showed that she was not bothered by the fact she was a princess. Um, this was not protocol. Yeah. They expected her to wear some sort of gloves. It's almost like she knew you can't catch AIDS via a handshake. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> right? Um, but she was like, no, they're just people, like, yeah. and they're being treated, so I'm sure they're fine, like, yeah. whatever. I don't care, I'm just a person. And yeah. considering her job roles beforehand, yeah. you know, you think, this is a normal person. Yeah. She's just in an... Uh, um, what's the word? An abnormal situation. Yeah, she's an ordinary person in a very extraordinary yeah, circumstance. Yeah. I feel like she could have been so much happier just meeting someone ordinary and just having a nice family life. Oh, well, you do almost get to that. Uh, now, at the moment, she was Diana, visiting people, okay? Having conversations and trying to make their day. Diana and Charles began to be seen in public together less and less, with Diana doing more and more work on her own, and she apparently began to feel better in herself when she was working alone, free from the pressure of her husband. Maybe, you know, an out-of-sight, out-of-mind mentality. Um, But in 1992, Diana and Charles officially separated. She continued to do her royal job role, but stepped back, putting more time into her mothering of her sons and beginning to do more charity work, which became her life after royalty. The Queen stripped her of her HRH like, yeah. title. She was no longer a, a princess, yeah. but everyone still called her princess. Princess Diana. Yeah. So weird. That was really and she still got to live off. in Kensington Palace. Like, yeah. but they, the, royal, the royal family knew how popular she was. Yeah. They really did. And yeah. they were like, we can't risk f- fucking up and pissing off everybody. Yeah. By it's doing almost this. like they'd have to kill her off quietly. Exactly. Um, she called herself a humanitarian. She worked with charities for AIDS, leprosy. She campaigned for animal protection and against the use of landmines. Oh, I'm going to go on a, a list here. This, oh, okay. this, this is all the charities that she was either worked for or was a patron for nice. and was interested in. Okay. <clears throat> she was a patron of charities dealing with homelessness, young people, addicts and the elderly. President, she was the president of Great Ormond Street Hospital. She was a patron of so many charities and organisations uh, such as Natural History Museum. She was president of the Royal Academy of Music from 1984 to 96. She was president of Bernardo's, a charity founded to care for vulnerable children and young people. British Red Cross. She supported its organisation in other countries such as Australia, Canada. Each week she went to Royal Brompton Hospital where she would spend hours comforting seriously ill or dying patients. From 91 to 96, she was a patron of Headway, a brain injury association. 
She was members with Chester Childbirth Appeal, a charity that she has supported since 1984. Uh, the charity, which is named after one of Diana's royal titles, can be raised. Uh, she raised over £1 million with her help. Uh, she helped launch the charity Child Bereavement UK, which supports children of military families, those of suicide victims and terminally ill parents. Landmine Survivors Network, Help the Aged, the National Hospital for Neurology, Neurosurgery, British Lung Foundation, British Red Cross Youth, the Guinness Trust, Meningitis Trust, Malcolm Sargent Cancer Fund for Children, the Royal School for the Blind, the British Deaf Association, which she actually learned ham, sign language for as well. Uh, she was a truly remarkable woman. Um, yeah, she she did a she little bit. She was heavily involved with charities. Yeah. She loved them. She really sort of stuck got stuck in with them, and yeah. she wanted to help Proper people hands out. On. She's such a nice woman. Yeah, she seemed to really care for other people, and she was a massive hit with the public. They absolutely adored her. She was known to the people as the people's princess, and you can really begin to see yeah. why. Uh, she was literally loved by millions all over the Commonwealth and mm. the world in general. Yeah. So. She's divorced the Prince of Wales in 1996, but this did not mean the press would leave her alone. She was still the most photographed woman in the world at that point, and newly single, which means they were even more interested in her. In 1997, she was in her first relationship since leaving the Prince, a man named Dodi El Fayed, who was the son of Mohammed El Fayed, the owner of Harrods, and also the ex-owner of Fulham Football Club. Really? Because he was the person who put that famous statue of Michael Jackson out in front of it. Is it? That's him. Oh. He was the guy who put that because he apparently he was friends with Michael Jackson and when he died he was so upset so he put a statue of outside Fulham oh, and sure. everyone at Fulham was like, what's Michael Jackson got to do with Fulham? And it looked club? awful. Like, it, it was terrible. terrible. It I'm was sure really he owns an NFL team as well. Maybe. Or, or a basketball team, some sort of American sports team. I don't know. So, this relationship was very interesting to the press because uh, Dodi El Fayed was an Egyptian sort of... Uh, upper class guy yeah. he was a billionaire yeah very very wealthy man but by all means apparently a very pleasant man mm -hmm. very nice bloke now on august 31st at 12 a.m diana and dodi fired left the ritz hotel in paris having dinner to head back to fired's apartment near the arc de triomphe now as usual diana was swamped with paparazzi they got into their car a mercedes s280 and sped through the streets of paris trying to lose the photographers who were chasing them the whole way unable to shake them they continued their journey heading through pont de la arma tunnel and uh, this is where their car smashed into a concrete pillar now dodiel fired was dead on impact along with the driver but diana was still alive but barely she was rushed into hospital for emergency treatment, but would die of her injuries soon after. The whole country was in mourning when it found out. They'd lost their princess. It's genuinely hard to explain how much she meant to people. Hundreds of thousands of people came to Buckingham Palace and Kensington Palace and laid flowers. You couldn't get close to the palaces. There were so many flowers, like 50 metres worth of flowers. You just couldn't get near. Um... Her body was brought back to England in a car and on the road, on the motorway, all the cars on the motorway pulled over and just stopped. So the whole motorway was just empty for her to drive along and everyone just got out and watched. Yeah. That's how messed up, like how big she was in this country. Like mm. everyone just stopped. Yeah. The whole country literally stopped for the day. It didn't, it didn't work. <laughs> now her funeral was held at Westminster Abbey, September the 6th, 1997. 
and it was televised with 32.1 million people tuning in to watch it in the UK, which is the most watched thing ever in the UK in its history. I think our, our population was only like 60 odd million, so that's like half. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's including like television sets, I imagine. So there'll be multiple people around television sets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, millions more watching it all around the world. Yeah. Her life was a pendulum swinging from severe depression and darkness to unrivaled happiness. A humanitarian who wouldn't play by the rules when it came to royal protocol. And even today, she holds a special place in the hearts of many. And that was Diana Spencer. Such a nice woman, man. Yeah. So that was Diana Spencer. You've really Di- got a feel for Princess Diana. Harry and William as well. So um, They lost their mum. Yeah. So I didn't get on to much about the royal family and how they reacted to the death, but... Charles, her two sons, William and Harry, the Queen, they were all in Balmoral in Scotland at yeah. the time when she died. And they found out literally like about an hour afterwards. Yeah. They got a phone call saying she's dead. And they chose not to tell the boys um, until like they woke up. They wouldn't wake them up in the middle of the night yeah, and say your mum's dead. They were like, when, when they wake up, we will tell them. Yeah. And um, Charles, apparently, because they've been separated for quite a few years and recently divorced as well. Yeah. Charles insisted, he was like, I want to go to Paris and get her body and bring it back. I want mm. to be there with the body. Fair. And apparently the Queen was like, no, you're not going. And he was like, no, I am. She's like, no, you're not. I'm doing it. So yeah. I will go and just buy a plane ticket and go on a normal plane Fucking without easy jet. Yeah. to go do it. I will <laughs> yeah. get EasyJet and go to France <laughs> and pick it up myself. Yeah. So eventually she capitulated and let him do it. Yeah. So he went off to go do that. But in the morning, yeah, when the, when the two boys woke up, um, they... Uh, told them mm. we don't know sort of how or anything like that but apparently like the Queen was just it's it's sort of said in like people have done interviews and stuff about it and they were just saying the Queen at that point was not the Queen to them she was just their grandmother and she was just trying to protect them yeah but I just think I just think she's gone about a really weird way so they went to church the same day mm. like they, they honestly they acted like it not fucking happened yeah it was really weird they acted like it had not happened went to church did all their normal stuff. They're still on holiday. Yeah. The boys have just been told their mum's dead. Yeah. And apparently, in the, even in the church service, she wasn't mentioned. Diana was not mentioned in the church service. Apparently, the, for the Queen, it was all like, no, 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 we won't talk about it. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to upset the boys. You just told them their mum's dead and you're trying to carry on like she never fucking existed. She didn't want questions. And then, obviously, the British public completely turned on the royal family at that point for like a week yeah. because they were like, where the fuck is our Queen? we've lost our princess why is our queen not with us to grieve and all this sort of shit and the queen refused to come back from scotland and was like no i'm still on my holiday like see you later yeah uh and eventually like she kind of realized that if if i continue to neglect what's going on here i could honestly the royal family could lose its position yeah for good like it's re- it's literally on a knife edge what's going to happen right now yeah so eventually the queen came back down to the um england went to Buckingham Palace and went and saw the reefs and all the flowers and stuff like that and eventually laid her own down as well. They're all wearing black. Um, all all the buildings in London, if they had a flag mast, they had the Union Jacks at half mast, mm-hmm. uh, which is what we do in the UK to commemorate or m- memorialise someone. Buckingham Palace has never flown the Union Jack. It only flies the Royal Standard and the Royal Standard is the flag that shows if the Queen is in residence or not. Yeah. So wherever our monarch is, you'll see the royal standard flag flying yeah. if the royal standard is not there the monarch is not there yeah so the buckingham palace has never flown a union jack because there's no point literally yeah. that flagpole is to say if the queen is there or not yeah 
and so everyone got really pissed off because they're like why has every other fucker got a union jack and you don't yeah. you don't care about diana yeah which is where all this sort of stuff comes from and it's yeah. like you didn't like her you hated her you wanted her dead all that sort of stuff so eventually the queen was like i'm not putting a union jack on top of my house we've never done it it's not rules it's not tradition we're not doing it yeah and they were like you need to fucking do it yeah because otherwise you're in some serious trouble so eventually she did again she capitulated she lost like a few times in this battle and uh yeah from now now if the queen's not in union jacks up yeah if the queen's in royal standards up yeah and now that is normal yeah and that's where that came from um, so yeah, the, the the queen also was like, she's not having a state funeral, she's not having a royal funeral, all that sort of stuff. She was like, she's not having this stuff. Like, she's not a princess. She's not royalty anymore. Yeah. She's divorced our uh, boy. But you she's know, still the mother of the future king of England. She's the mother of the future king of England. Um, Charles demanded she have a royal f- standard uh, flag draped over her coffin when yeah. he picked her up in France. Which again, there everyone was like, no, you can't do that. And he was like, no, I will. Yeah. So actually, it seems it in in her death. Charles, Charles turned it around a bit. Turned it around, but you kind of wonder why. And maybe he saw what the Queen was refusing to see at the time. and was like, we're in a lot of shit. Maybe he felt a massive amount of guilt. Maybe he felt a lot of guilt, but maybe he also thought, I need to do this for the family, to protect the family. I need to show that we do love her still. Yeah. And that we do care about her. And so I'm going to give her all the honours I can give her yeah. in her death. Because, you know, before that, he didn't give a shit. They did yeah. not care. I mean, they were very tight-lipped about what she said, but... Yeah. Anyway... The royalty sort of, yeah, almost sort of disappeared, actually, with her death. That's how important she was to yeah. the UK. Yeah. So, with that said, there are a couple of conspiracies. Man, it's fucking... Surrounded s- by hundreds, her death. Hundreds of them. Hundreds, in fact. Now, as I said in the actual episode itself, they drove in the tunnel, and for some odd reason, the driver lost control, and he crashed into a concrete pillar, he absolutely wrecked the car, and that's how they died. But there are conspiracies to say why they crashed, who caused the crash. I think even the Queen suggested that the brakes had been tampered with. Mm. The Queen suggested that. So how the fuck do you know? You're in Scotland. Exactly. Apparently, was one of the first things she was she said when she was told. She was like, the brakes had been tampered with. Why would she even think about that? It's like someone goes, did you kill this person? No, I didn't. I didn't kill anyone. It's like, all right, calm down. <laughs> I ain't killed anyone in years. <laughs> what are you on about? <laughs> I've only thought about it. <laughs> It's holding a knife in their hand. No, I didn't. <laughs> this is just... Don't know to, what you're about. This is just to pick my teeth. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, James is going to... I think James has uh, a list of conspiracies yep. or, like, sort of some sort of information on the conspiracies. And what we're going to do is almost like we did with the Conrad Roy episode of Michelle Carter. This bit's not scripted, and we're just going to kind of discuss the conspiracies and where, where they come from, if they have sort of any kind of validity, if they're likely to have happened or not. Right, so off the top of my head, the main like one of the main ones is um, the tunnel where she crashed is full of security cameras, as is most places. Mm. And just so happens at the time when she crashed, none of those cameras were working. There was multiple cameras and none of them were working. Mm. Why? There's no footage of her crashing. No, and I noticed that as well, is that there is no footage of her crashing. And I don't even think there's footage after the crash. I, I haven't seen anything. It's not like they were turned off and then turned on after the crash. Yeah. But also, she was being chased by the paparazzi all Who the way. Who would have been fucking filming and so taking pictures. why have they not? Why have we not got pictures from them? Unless people with the royalty or what have gone and like said... You can't put these you out. You can't put these out. Potentially. But then things get leaked. Like, I've seen fucking... I saw um, Saddam Hussein get hung. That's on the internet. Yeah, I've seen that. 
That's crazy. weird. They put that out. That's so weird. Yeah, it's the same with Bin Laden though as well. You never saw him like this. Is anyway, that's a whole different talk. Um, one thing as well I heard though was the paparazzi after the crash didn't help. They no. just kept taking pictures of a body. Because the paparazzi are scum, man. That's why. Um, so the cameras were turned off in the tunnel. The cameras were turned off in the... The, the reasons, I think the reasons... Were they turned off or were they not working that day? It was in working. the 90s, so are they working. that good? Uh, we don't know. But either way, they weren't on. Yeah. They weren't functioning. I think there's so many, like, we've covered it, there's so many reasons why the royals might have had her killed off. She was a pain in their ass. Mm. The, the fact that she was more loved, she was taking mm. up a house of theirs. Um, Definitely would, more It would have just been easier for her to die so Charles could remarry and marry Camilla who he clearly fucking loved this entire time hmm. he was he was with this is what I believe he was with Diana for the bloodline to have the sons to have the future kings to keep the bloodline pure and then after that like what's the point yeah which is why he's so good in the pregnancy because he's like oh yeah you're going to give me what I want and, then, it, the, and, then, and then the second that son is born I've got it now. Like you're fucking discardable. Like I don't, mm. yeah. I don't need you anymore. Like I, th- I think maybe he did love her at a time, but this is going off on a tangent as well. I speak to my mom about this. I feel that Meghan Markle is similar okay. in the fact that she's very charitable. She's very outspoken. She's different. I, like me and my mom joke, and we're like, the, the royal family are gonna have her. <laughs> No, I don't top. think they'll do that. I think they... they... If, if, Meghan... if they're going to do it, they'll do it soon. If Meghan Markle dies in suspicious circumstances, it's the royal family. <laughs> Confirmed. Because um, I feel like she's a pain in their ass as well. I think she's a pain in the ass in general. I'm not a fan of hers. She's very outspoken. But then I think that's what Harry needs. I think he needs someone outspoken to keep him in line. Maybe so. Maybe that's why a lot of people don't like her because they've seen a different side to Harry recently. He's calmed down. But He's he fully to. calmed down and everyone's going... Oh, she's controlling. She's manipulative. Look, like, he's just... not the same person he was. What, what, you want the same person who was playing strip poker in Vegas and dressing around as a Nazi? Yeah, he's just You want that down. still. He's he, he's a grown-up, mate. He's just, a fucking adult. Yeah, <laughs> leave the man alone. I like Harry. Uh, Harry, he's a good guy. He's a dad now as well. And he talks openly about mm-hmm. mental health, which I yeah. quite like. The ro- the modern royals are really good. I think the older royals are completely out of touch. The Queen is part of that. Although the Queen is like a transition royal. Yeah. In that um, she seems to... She come from traditional royalty. Yeah and has seemed to over the years understand that the world is changing and the yeah. royalty also needs to needs change. change but also you have to understand as well the queen allows the princes to be the way they are yeah if 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 they choose, if the queen you know said this is not good for us you have to stick to tradition they won't do the shit that they do mm. harry won't come out openly and talk about mental health if he's not allowed to yeah he's being allowed to do this it's yeah. almost like the queen is like for us to survive we have to change and you need to be more personable and relatable yeah. You can't just live in a castle and not say anything. You have to start talking about your feelings. You've got to start opening up about all this sort of shit. We have to give up more and more and more and more. It'll get to the point where like they'll just become well, they kind of are, but celebrities. They'll just be celebrities who live on fancy castles and whatever. Yeah. That's essentially what they are. They don't really do anything. They're just figures, aren't they? They open hospitals. Um at the time of the crash, Diana wasn't given... She was still alive. She wasn't given the immediate treatment that could have saved her. Um, she didn't go to the closest hospital. They drove past the hospital and went to one further along. Yeah, we discussed this one just P- before people we say because the record. First, people say the first hospital doesn't have the like capabilities of dealing with her injuries, which is fair. Like That's understandable. Yeah, I think that's fair. But if they didn't do anything... 
they didn't like they, the um, trained medical professionals would have looked at her and been like she needs help fucking now mm. otherwise she's gonna die and they opted to go further so that's either gross fucking negligence from the medical team or completely planned but then having said that i mean i don't know what the protocol is but if someone gets picked up by an air ambulance yeah they must pass several ambulances before they get to one with a helipad uh yeah i think major hospitals only have ones with helipads but then i think the on-site team get there first like the ambulance and they make the call oh, right, about okay. whether to take them in the land ambulance or the air I'm ambulance. I'm certain that if they're paramedics or I don't know like other places you call them EMTs isn't it? Or, but like, so if you get like paramedics when they get to the scene they're going to have a little assess of her and check her over and yeah, for sure. give help, her some help or whatever. Do what they can yeah. Apparently she didn't wear a seatbelt in the car that night I which mean, her sister said she did religiously she always wore a seatbelt and for some reason that night she didn't but then I'm going to put it down to like it's one o'clock in the morning and she, they were in a rush they're, they're, they've had a couple of drinks they've had their dinner they're heading back to his flat which they'd already been to that night before Yeah. they went to the flat and then they went back to the Ritz which his dad owned at yeah. the time uh, and then they went back to his flat Yeah. Um, so maybe it was just like oh it's not that far like I'm just getting a car but yeah I mean we've all done that when we want to go around the corner don't put your seatbelt always wear your seatbelt always wear your seatbelt um, the royal family didn't approve of her new boyfriend no, they didn't, because he was foreign. Because he was foreign, which the rules does specifically feel it. He's very outwardly racist. Which is odd, because he does seem genuinely fascinated, but I think his fascination gets mixed up with racism. His fascinate I think it's ignorance. I think he was just, he's uh, yeah. just from a different time. Yeah, his ignorance is... I think maybe his ignorance can be labelled as racism. Yeah. It's like when he met um, Diversity, the dance troupe. Yeah. They were like a group of um, black lads. And he went up to them and went, oh, did you all come over together then, did you? Wow. And that was the first thing he said to them. It's just like, like he, the, the 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 lead of is it Ashley Banjers the lead yeah. guy yeah. He, he's from Essex yeah born and bred in Essex I'm pretty sure they're all born they're all in England bo- yeah they're all born in England yeah yeah he just he's so out of touch with like the world I think it's on the Crown and he's like he sees he meets like um, some guy in Africa and he's like I like your hat and then the Queen's <laughs> like that's his crown he's the king <laughs> <laughs> and he's like oh nice nice hat he, yeah I like. He's kind of like one of those really racist grandparents that you have that you just let get on with it because, let's be honest, they're going to be dead soon. Which is weird because he's, he's Greek himself. Yeah. He, yeah. Literally a foreigner. Oh, anyway. <laughs> he himself is a foreigner. <laughs> I always find it's the people closest to immigration that have the problem with immigration. Yeah. Well, did you see there was a guy the other day, this is really off topic, but there was a bloke that was like, if the UK can't control its immigration, I'm going to move to another country. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I'm going to become an immigrant so to get away funny. from the immigrants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! People are idiots. It's like that um, that guy who has been the guy in the West Hampshire who got interviewed about Brexit. Oh yeah, yeah, He's yeah. So funny. He's like, oh, I hate the immigrants coming over here taking our jobs, and they're not even working. <laughs> it's like, so they're taking our jobs, but they're not even working. He's a f- people like that get to vote. Scary. Um. Yeah, I think we could delve into Diana conspiracies, but um, I think we should just leave it. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I think so. I I think what'd be really nice to do is kind of we've we've had a quick little look at the conspiracies. By all means, you can absolutely go have a look at the conspiracies yourself. Mate, you can fall yeah, you so can many. fall down a YouTube hole for hours just looking at them. There's loads of things on like Netflix documentaries about her and stuff. Yeah. Uh, what, Listen watch, to her tapes as well. Yes, like, watch Diana in her own words, which yeah. is where I got most of the info for this episode from. Um, she knew she was going to be killed. Yeah, she had some sort of idea that it was all going to go to She, she literally said, like, they don't like me. They want to get rid of me. Mm. 
So watch that if you are interested. But what I want this pod to be is just sort of remember her as the good person that she was, yeah, the humanitarian, person. the person who wanted to do charitable work and help people. And out. she gave birth to her sons, a fucking cracking William and Harry. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to William being king. Well, does Charles pass over? But then, eventually, Charles, but then eventually Charles will die. Eventually, yeah, Charles will so die. I was, thinking, I was speaking to my mum. He's like, 70, isn't he? Yeah, he's getting on. Like, in my lifetime, I will, if I live to the ripe old age that I should, I will see the Queen, Charles, William, and then I'll, pro- I'll probably die with King George, his son. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if we all live to our life expectancies. So we may, we may get four monarchs out of this. Yeah. And some and... people will only have ever had one. Oh, so we, uh, we'll only have to change our national anthem once. Yeah, it's king. After the queen dies, the it's queen, king, king for th- the next three, and depending the on what George sort of have. Ninety years, next hundred years, it's going to be God save the king. Yeah, God save our gracious. King. I don't like it. No, I'm so used to queen. Yeah, king. but to be fair, I, I'm I'm in favour of getting a new national anthem. Yeah, I think we need shit. a new national anthem. Yeah, it's so then, dirty. The, the lads ain't playing football for the queen. They're no, playing it's like, football. It's like before before football, you want to get fucking pumped. It's like the German one. It's just like, yeah. fucking let's go. You see other national anthems, and like even Italy or whatever, are yeah. going for it because they're proud of their nation. Yeah. And it's like the British one is it's like, so I'm I'm singing for a non-existent being to save someone I've never going to meet. This old woman meet. that's just like... Uh, someone I don't know, I'm never going to meet, and she doesn't have much sway over anything now. Literally. I'm sure the Irish national anthem has a fucking key change in the middle of it. That's awesome. Sweet. <laughs> Anyway, new national anthem, please. Let's get that sorted. A lot of people want Royal Britannia, don't they? That'd be cool. Royal Britannia, Britannia rules the waves. But we don't. Britain will never, never, never. No, you so can't mention slaves. Slaves. You can't mention slaves. It's but we'll allowed. never be the slaves. Because we enslaved half of the world once. Three quarters of the world. Three quarters of the world. <laughs> so we can't mention that. Sorry. You know the Pikachu meme that's going about? Which one? And it's like... <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like... Um, UK colonises three quarters of the world three quarters of the world wants po- uh, freedom the UK <gasps> <laughs> it is funny isn't it like the people like, like we have a, like a large Indian population in uh, England and everyone's like why the fuck do they come over here well, it's because we fucking colonised them we're like look how great our country is our country's yeah. so great you have it you have it you have it yeah. so they go fucking hell England must be good and they come over here then we're like why are you over here yeah it's weird isn't it it doesn't make sense if you're angry at immigrants be angry at fucking English ancestors not the actual immigrants it's funny <laughs> how we just managed to exploit a time in which there was not a lot of I don't know what's the word industrialised revolutions going on we had an industrial revolution before everyone else which yeah. meant we could exploit everyone before yeah. they all got themselves a revolution and Literally. then started becoming more you know technologically advanced like we are and then it got to the point where it was like oh it turns out everyone can match us now yeah, we're, we're not gonna that have to powerful give it all back. but saying that the commonwealth is still fucking a glorified empire or like an empire just less aggressively termed yeah yeah you're right um, because the queen is still like the head, head of, of Canada Australia New Zealand yeah. and other places in Africa as well yeah probably um, but yeah. Anyway, we we owned America once. Yeah, and then you fought back for some reason, and now you've got Trump. So how that won't work out? <laughs> well done, you guys. You could have had the Queen. You could have had the fucking Queen, but now you've got a what's it? Well She's done. still going strong. How many presidents you had since? No. <laughs> Forty-three or something. Forty-four. And also the French helped in that fight, didn't they? It was mainly the French that defeated us. Bastards. Bloody French. The French are always beefing with us anyway. We don't actually have any French listeners, I don't think. Do we not? No, I don't Good. think so. Good. Fucking French. Cheesy surrender monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. 
Thank you very much for listening to this episode. Sorry, we've just gone on a massive tangent there. Princess Diana was the people's princess. She was a charitable lady, a humanitarian, a very, very, very well-loved person. And even today, if you mention Princess Diana, there will be someone in their 50s who will go, oh, wasn't she lovely? Yeah, literally. So thank you, Diana, for being a person. Uh, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Next week, we are talking about... Someone even nicer. A little man called Vlad the Impaler. Oh, yeah. Really uh, nice guy. Yeah, really nice guy. <laughs> anyway really. tune in to next week uh, make sure you hit us up on all the social media platforms Twitter at that's WPD Instagram that's what people do podcast Facebook that's what people do and if you want to you can always send us an email uh, at that's what people do podcast at gmail.com that's the one it's been a month since I've had to do that so yeah. I'm glad I remember that off the top of my head so yes do contact us we love hearing from you we have uh, have had a couple of people message us and um speak about particularly our conrad roy and michelle carter episode uh it's been fascinating to get to speak to you guys um so yeah do keep contacting us because it's good fun and we actually really do enjoy it and it yeah, does mean that people good. are listening and genuinely are interested so thank you very much for all the support and we will see you next week Ta-ra. planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.